Really, we can start talking about, like, anything QT-related, but the episode isn't going to be, like, being out or not being out. Let's just start with, like, Mm. us. I came out in high school. How'd that go? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I went to an, I always tell people, I I went to an all-boy Catholic school in high school. Mm. And I I am Catholic, I identify, but... (laughs) Yeah, not great. I had I vividly remember one time in religion having to argue why why men sleeping with men was like a sin. Like wow. I like, yeah, I realized in therapy I was like, oh, that was traumatic for me. I was like, that was really hard for me. Yeah, um, it was like you know, luckily my parents were, are accepting. Like you know, they still have some things issues with the buy things. They don't think they they're not fully can. They think I'm gay. What's up? And like hmm. as I tell people, I was so internally homophobic. Like for like. I came out sophomore year up until like freshman year of college. Cause I, I said like, Oh, like I knew I could be queer. Kinda like that was a little bit crossing the line, but to make sure I didn't get like picked on and talk shit and just like all that stuff every day. Like I used to be like, Oh, you know, I'm queer or like I'm bi, but I'm not like, I'm not like those kinds of gay. Like, yeah, super horrible, super problem. Yeah, exactly. And like looking back, I'm just like, wow, you were so stupid. And, like, it, it wasn't until I came to freshman year of college where I started meeting, like, more, like, queer people and going to therapy that I was like, oh, like, I got like, like, yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's why I love being out in college because I was fully able to be out and not have to be out in accordance to another people's, like, dictation of what queer should look like. Yeah, that's therapy really will, will really get you, get your head on straight, therapy. honestly. Therapy is amazing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> This uh, this episode brought to you by therapy. Oh my god! Please, <laughs> can we get sponsored by Caps? That'd be so sick. <laughs> yeah, my whole like coming out thing, like, was weird and continues to be weird. Um, yeah. because like, I mean, I have like really early memories of like w- what I now recognize as like fully having crushes on girls like you know that thing. Okay, I I feel like y'all relate, but like you know that thing where you're like, I can't tell if I want to be you or if I am in love with you like I can't tell if I just really really want to be friends with you if I want to just assume your identity (laughs) or like like what is happening so like now of course as an older person I'm like that's that's some gay that's gay um (laughs) like thank god but um yeah like coming out for me was strange because I'm also I'm also biracial and like as someone who now also identifies as like non-binary like and I'm still kind of figuring out the whole bisexual thing I'll keep y'all posted I'm like at this point like well, 80 to 90 percent sure that's like my game but it could also just be that I want to be a man you know what I mean like there's like a lot of societal it'll it'll mess you up that's all I'm saying yeah. um but like my whole identity I feel like is in the middle of so many crossroads where like I'm at that intersection between, like, two races. I'm at that intersection between, like, gender. I'm at that intersection between, like, like sexuality. And that can be, like, a really, like, wild thing. The more I discover about myself, I'm like, wow, I really just don't like choosing, I guess. Like, um, so I remember, like, actually, I don't remember actually, like, coming out to my friends. I think it's just one of those things where it's, like, I've had really a similar group of friends since I was, like, a child. And, like, now a bunch of us have, like kind of realize like that's what's up and so we're all just kind of like <laughs> vibing it's like really cute like it's literally like me and two of my best friends are all like queer and there's probably more of us but we just like it's kind of just like this unspoken thing where I've never felt like I had to come out to them but coming out to my parents 
like every other thing I do in my life was like extremely sarcastic. Um, My mom has this like thing that she says all the time about like me at like dinner parties and stuff. People will ask questions about like, you know, biracial family, whatever. It's kind of a novelty. It comes up a lot in conversation. And my mom will always point at me and be like, well, you know, like, I know Julia is the only one of my kids that doesn't look like me because it's true. My brother and my sister are white. But she'll be like, you know, but if you look really hard, like I made her nose thin. I like straightened out her hair. Skin is light because of me, which she, honest to God, does not mean that in an offensive way, which is like, oof. You know, any anyone with like a sociological consciousness at all is like, oh, oh, boy. Um, but like the thing that she's the most proud of is my hair because I have like, I basically have like white girl hair, which is not super common for biracial people. Um, and so my mom will be like, yeah, like that's my jeans. Those are my straight jeans. They're so powerful. They straightened out your hair. And after the like 50th time hearing this thing, like at dinner one time, I was like, well, apparently not enough because your straight jeans aren't that powerful because I like girls too. And my mom Uh said nothing. (laughs) My dad. I didn't even think people really wait, heard Wait, me. wait, Yeah. That was you coming out? Yeah. That was me coming That's out. That's how it happened? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah, I was like 14, 15, something like that. Um, and then like my brother, it was like this delayed reaction. And then my brother just started laughing. And then that was it. Two days later, my dad cornered me in the kitchen like by myself and was like, <laughs> so based on some of your recent comments, um, are you a bisexual? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, Steve, like, I, like, I think so. Yeah, Steve. And he goes like, well, how do you know? And I was like, um, it's just like a feeling. Like, I'm just pretty sure, you know? And then he was like, oh, so you've had sex with a woman. And I was like, dad, I'm 50. I haven't had sex with anyone. I was like, no. Like, anyway, but that's my story. And then definitely coming to college, like meeting friends here and like realizing that the queer community here is probably the most accepting group of people I've ever been involved with, like, The people that I've met have been like my closest friends, like immediately. I choose to be out now, even while I'm still very much unsure and figuring stuff out because I know that there are other people that are going through the same thing. And especially when I was an RA, like I work with freshmen. I worked with freshmen every single day who were just coming to college for the first time and like just getting away from their family. And I thought it was really important for me to be like out not necessarily make that my whole identity, but like let people know that it's totally fine to be an adult and like figuring things out and that you can be successful and you can be totally happy and still not have everything nailed down. So that's my spiel. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I feel like for me, like it's been a very like I don't even know. It's like been a wild ride because um I came out at the beginning. It, actually, it's been a year, actually, now. Like, a couple. It's hey, been, like, over congrats. a year. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. That I came out. Um, in terms of my sexuality, it's, like, being bi. Um, and, like, I came, like I was kind of, uh, like, coming to terms with, like, my gender identity. Which, what what even the fuck is gender, you know? Yeah. But. um, It's fake. Uh, but... Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, but dogs have it and they have <laughs> and, they oh, absolutely. Yeah. and it has to be color-coded <laughs> it has to be color-coded <laughs> exactly yeah. um but yeah not like i was like coming to terms with like my gender identity last ooh, last summer but i feel like yeah like i like similar to julia like i'm still like figuring all that shit out and like how like i navigate the world and it's wild too because um 
even though like I came out like as bi last year and like as genderqueer like more recently I feel like like I feel like because of like my like coming from like a Catholic family and like more socially conservative family I feel like I had to like like I was socialized and like I had to repress all these memories but like recently like I like started to like really do some like self like sitting with myself and really like you know like like asking myself like oh like how do I feel like you know all this stuff um and I realized that like my first kiss was like a girl like I used to have crushes on girls like when I was like younger all the time um and like I would like I would look up on YouTube like videos of girls kissing girls. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, and like and go. I like totally like because of like you know like compulsive heteronormativity, like I totally like like blocked all that all that stuff out until like recently, like where like being away from home, um, and really like allowing myself to explore my sexuality and like how I identify gender wise has really allowed me to like to like validate those feelings that like weren't validated before you know um but yeah but right now like in terms of like being out like I'm like out to like all my friends but, like my parents don't know um but like my brother does and like so do like two of my cousins um just because I don't know my family is very homophobic and transphobic so trying to protect that myself and my boundaries you know but we'll see you know but yet my spiel. Oh no, I totally like I feel like my experience is kind of very similar to everyone's in that I came out several times actually during <laughs> high school. Like no, seriously. I came out several times in high school, like as different sexualities, just like trying to figure things out, see how it fit. And like I still like am very much experiencing all of that now during college, but with like the whole gender thing. I was like, "Mm -mm, this is a one and done. If I'm out, I'm out. If I'm not out, I'm not out. But like, it's like that thing that's kind of like sitting in the back corner of your closet, like that piece of clothing that you never wear, but you know that you're going to have to wear it at some point. At some point, I was like, well, I kind of got to wear it now. And then like, that was the, it was an event that was actually hosted by the RCSGD. Oh my gosh, I love the story. Yeah, it's, (laughs) y'all will hear this story multiple times. I love telling it, but. Like it's so cute. The shortened version of it is the RCSGD held a uh, talk, I think called the Trans Revolution Series. Uh, yes. I remember the day, I won't drop who it was because y'all can go Google that. Google our server, find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram. Wait, okay, but Marco, you might have to because we've had like eight of these. Oh, this is true. It's a popular event. Can you okay. tell us like which day? Because it was a series. It was. Like which was number? The... Oh, which number? No, I'll just tell you the <laughs> name. It was Leo Shang. <laughs> Okay. It was uh, February 9th, I want to say, of 2019. Oh Why am I already <laughs> crying? Oh my God. <laughs> I literally, I went into the event. I was, okay, I walked in, first of all, already annoyed because I had asked a bunch of people to go with me and they all canceled last minute. And I was like, oh, okay, this kind of sucks. But I'm still going. So I went. Uh, the event, like, there wasn't a lot of people in there. It was... Uh, pretty intimate i would say but i was very much like okay home this is weird this is my first like lgbt event ever in college so i kind of sat in the back row in the dark (laughs) and i was kind of just sitting there like this is weird and as the conversation went forward i was finding myself like relating more and more and like the pros of being out suddenly were a lot more tempting to me and 
eventually like to make a long story short i went back to my dorm afterward i immediately came out to my sister and we had the weirdest like session oh. of like cry laughing it was gross like y'all would hate it <laughs> but we had the weirdest like cry laugh session of just like me coming out and after that like honestly the smoothest roller coaster of a journey like my coming out as trans was super not easy but like it was a lot smoother than my coming out as like several kinds of like lgb you know all of those like different sexualities so yeah that was kind of my experience but that's beautiful <laughs> oh my god i'm crying I'm... in the club they're playing britney and i'm crying in the club they're playing britney. Was... <laughs> Marco, that's beautiful but also we like i know you you're like a fucking gremlin sometimes so like i just imagine you like in the back in the shadows just like creeping i'm abs that totally makes sense for me i'm absolutely the one that's gonna be like you know how, like, cats stalk up to something? I was kind of stalking up to, like, the coming out experience, and then I slowly <laughs> just, like, pounce. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> I love that. And now I'm here, hosting this oh. with y'all. So with that being said, <laughs> <we're transition. laughs> uh, hello and welcome to Out and About, the podcast where four undergrad students share their experiences around being LGBTQIA plus in different spaces. So I'm your host this time around. My name's Marco. I use he, him pronouns. Uh, this week, I'm joined by... Joey. Hi, everyone. My name is Joey. Pronouns he, him, his. I'm a senior. Julia. Hi, my name is Julia. Pronouns they, them, theirs. That's new. And, and I'm a oops. senior. <laughs> new things are always welcome. And Chelsea. Hi, y'all. My name is Chelsea. Pronouns they, she, aya, aya. And I'm also a senior. I am the only one not a senior in here. So I Baby. will be. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> This week's topic, we're talking all about university life and being out in university. So we might be speaking a little bit about like personal experience, but these are all kind of our own opinions. Like we're not experts on the coming out process or like the transition process, any of that. This is fully our understanding of what's going on with ourselves. So being out, how did y'all choose to be out or why did you choose to be out? I feel like one good thing to start off, you know, three of us being seniors is that, you know, when I came into college, like, Julia, you really hit on the head. Like, I thought everyone knew, like, their stuff. Like, at least seniors. I was like, okay, like, they have their shit together. Like, they know about, like, as a senior, (laughs) and, like, that's something that I've also encountered in college in kind of a negative way. Is I remember being, um, so I'm not currently out to, like, my extended family. I'm out to, like, I'm out to, like, I actually, no, I'm out to, like, half of them. Like, my, my homophobic Mexican uncles, I have not chosen to come out to. And I remember just, like, me being, like, a freshman or a sophomore hanging out with, like, seniors. And, like, them kind of, like, it was weird because, like, they were, like, telling me to come out, but, like, in a pressure way. I don't know if y'all have ever experienced that. Mm. Yeah. Of, like, mm-hmm. oh, like, you know, like, why don't you come out? Like, it's, like, it's so, like, I think because it was so good for them. And I'll say, like, I know, like, like, like I told you, luckily, my family like, loves me. So, like, I know, like, my, my immediate family will always be there for me. But, like, it was kind of like them saying, like, oh, like, you know, like, you should come out. Because also part of it was, like, my parents asked me, like, hey, like, we love you. We accept you. Can you wait a little bit? Just, like, it's, like which, again, is kind of, and it's hard because, like, like, it should be my choice, but I love my parents, and I'm thankful that they respect me, and just, yeah, and this, it was just hard. So, like, I think that's one thing about being out in college is that I faced both sides, like, really accepting, and, like, the kind of, like, elitism of, like, oh, like, we're out in everywhere, and we know our, or, like, we can know our identities perfectly, so you should, too. 
And again, it's kind of because like, yeah, Julie, like sometimes like I think I'm like, am I gay and just really love women? Like that's something that I'm like currently going through. And like I, you know, it's also like the first time I've talked about this with people because like I'm kind of scared because I feel like some people at UCSB or just like in general in the queer community will be elitist and it's like really like you don't know you're doing the cliche of going from bi to gay like yeah it just see like at least for me like being out in college has been beautiful but it's also been really hard in that it's also like full of other people going through similar things and not always meshing well I definitely feel that and also Joey you fully called me out when you were saying like the trope of like going from bi to gay I want to mention though that like I fully went from like by multiple times straight to gay and then like when julia was talking about is the question if i want or like if i am a man or if i want to be with a man the answer was just yes and that's where i'm here now <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i love that for you honestly for some people it might just be straight up no and you'll go in the opposite spectrum but i was fully a yes yes to both I'll take yes, like all of the above. <laughs> yeah, buy one get one free. Thank you. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my gosh! Bogo. Bogo. <laughs> I love a bogo. Mm-hmm. I'll buy one. Get one. <laughs> I think like the other thing you talk about, right, is like you're kind of pointing to like finding community or like family kind of like things. That was definitely one of the hardest decisions I've had to make. I came into college where it was a super accepting environment, and like yeah, I also kind of got that little bit of pressure from folks who were already out to be like, hey we're out and it's great for us why don't you also come out yes for me i'm the type of personality that i almost needed that little nudge like i kind of like needed that feeling of like if i come out i will be okay but when it comes to like my immediate family it was a little bit different in that i came out and i was not fully accepted at the start like don't get me wrong when i came out several times for different sexualities I was fully accepted, but like the gender thing was a line that was hard to cross. So, I mean, long story short, I came out to my sister first, which I mentioned at the start of this, but she's not my biological sister. She's fully like, I met her uh, my junior year of high school and we've just been like friends ever since. She's had to put up with me for five years. But when it came to like, biological family I came out first and I think the first barrier was they had no idea what I was talking about (laughs) my community is fully just like what is what does this mean first and then after they learned what it means they were like more apprehensive because they realized oh if you do end up transitioning it's not that we won't accept you it's that we're scared that other people in society won't and something will happen like it's more of a fear for me than a fear of me so that was a really interesting thing to navigate afterward though it totally turned out really well uh i'm fully accepted now so i am very much appreciative of both like my chosen family and my biological family that's really sweet that's so sweet (laughs) yeah i feel like that's a pretty common i don't like i don't know if y'all have noticed this but in a lot of like movies about queer kids specifically like people coming out as queer like people being queer I feel like it's a very common trope that we see like oh like the parents aren't they turn it turns out the parents are not accepting of their gay son or whatever not because they don't like gay people but because they're afraid for the gay son to have like a bad life you know which I mean obviously that comes from something very real like I can imagine like being first of all me being a parent 
wowza um but like I can imagine like having this kid and like wanting this kid to have like great life and have everything come super easy to them and whatever and then having finding out that like your child like because of their identity will not be accepted like in mainstream society in some cases like I can understand that being a really hard thing maybe to deal with as a parent but I don't think that um I think it gets hyper represented maybe but at the same time it's something very like real that does happen it's not like an excuse for homophobia or transphobia but it is like something that does happen like my parents I feel like I come out to my parents like every time I talk to them a little bit or like like every time I go home um to visit a little bit where I'm like oh yeah well remember like you know I am I am queer (laughs) like this is something that we talked that we've talked about many times or like I'll bring something up and I think in their efforts to be accepting they'll just be like oh okay um but they won't make that much of an effort to like actually understand what that means so like I remember like you know my dad asking me like are you a bisexual have you had sex with a woman (laughs) and then me being like that's not like really how it works like I'm a child but like um, oh yeah you didn't need that question yeah I didn't need I was like even if I know I've had conversations like this with my dad specifically so many times where I'm like do you want to hear about my sex life and he's like absolutely not so I'm like then why do you keep asking me (laughs) like how weird is that but my point is is that like I think what you said about chosen family is extremely important um, because as much as I love my family and as much as I know that I will be accepted by my family, because I'm very lucky um, that they're not going to necessarily understand. They're not necessarily going to put in the effort to understand. And like, I can only ask so much of them, you know, but your chosen family is extremely important, especially for people who are coming out. If you have the opportunity to find one, because I think, a lot of the time your chosen family are people who don't have to put in extra work to understand because they already do. But that's just my humble perspective. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like for me, like coming out, because I came out and like, I, I feel like I, I don't even know. Like, so I came out like a year ago in terms of like being bi. Um, but I was like pissed too, because, um, not like too long after covid hit and then like i i feel i feel like fuck i still i'm still not over it but i feel like i never really got to like experience the things that i wanted to experience within the community and with the community because like now you know everyone's quarantining which was like really frustrating for me and i feel like that's something that i had to like release it with and be like it's out of my control you know and that's like i can only do like so much um but I really like I really appreciate like what uh, what y'all have been saying about chosen family because I feel like for me like I'm out like here and like being an IV and stuff and I'm like freely I am I, I am who I am like out here and like I don't really hide it or anything um but I feel like when I'm at home because like my like only my brother knows and not like my immediate like my parents or anything I feel like I'm I have to really like mask who I am and like really have to like hide who I am um and like and it's it's out of self-preservation you know in and like setting those boundaries because like I don't know how my parents will react and especially to like being a fourth year and like graduating soon I don't really know like what what I'm doing like post-grad so like if things what a mood if things yeah if things if (laughs) 
Fuck you, on the fourth year. <laughs> what? We're gonna talk about that, Joey. We're not worried. <laughs> Chelsea, Chelsea, could you please go on? <laughs> yes. Um, I feel like because like I don't know how like the uncertainty of like coming out to them and like being like who knows how long being at home. <clears throat> like it's it's scary, you know. Um, especially like now, like I don't have like my own space at home anymore. Like I don't have like my own bed or like my own room. So like, and space is really important to me. Like I, my um. Venus is in Cancer, so like space is everything to me. <laughs> You're so cute. Um, so like it's 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 very hard to navigate like having to live like how I live here and I be and like how I choose to like present myself when I'm back at home. But I feel like through everything, like chosen family has like really been grounding for me, um, and in like supporting me and affirming me of like how I choose to navigate the world. I feel like that's kind of like you touched on really good points where like choosing where to be out or like choosing how to express yourself if you like are or aren't out definitely changes given context like I fully when I'm around y'all I'm like fully out y'all know who I am you know like all my identities we're good but if I step out of a space that I know is inherently like just affirming of different like LGBTQ identities I am very much a lot more closed off. Like, I will step into cities outside of, like, university and things like that where I will fully be like, nope, all this pride stuff has got to go inside the backpack. I can't have anything out. Uh, Same thing will happen sometimes, like, when I'll go with not immediate family, but, like, extended family. My uncles and aunts will probably never know about my, like, different LGBTQ identities. It's not even that they are unaccepting it's that i don't want to have to go through the process of like re-education when i'm already so nervous to go and like tell them in the first place you know like i don't want to be both possibly some kind of like the butt of a joke or like just someone that they look down on but also have to take like the higher stance of like being an educator and like not getting offended because then like oh why are you getting offended we didn't know about this it's hard it's real hard so choosing to be out is hard it's also like you don't, you should not have to be the educator, you know? Like, absolutely. Again, like, that, I feel like I've talked to my parents about that a lot. Like, you know, coming out, you know, coming out in any way in college, but especially like, you know, we've had very different experiences, but like, my parents say with my cousin, with my uncles and stuff, like, oh, like, they don't understand it. That's the thing. And I'm like, they are full adults. It's like, yeah. we need to stop. It happens with men all the time, but we have to stop acting like these full adults don't have the full capability to go and research because you know like i like again my like my parents like they were not very queer friendly growing up but they have learned and i'm lucky for that and so i told my mom i'm like yeah you and my uncle had the same exact upbringing like the same exact circumstances everything and he is still homophobic he is choosing to be at this point and i think again we have to stop treating these people who are older than us who are supposed to be more mature than us as if they have some big pitfall like their background makes so they can't go and be more inclusive in research like no and like i hate when people think that we have to do all the teaching because no they have the full capability to do so they just don't want to i mean the only thing i will say about that at least from my like personal experience is my mom is a teacher and so like 
her basically, I don't know if it's coming to terms is like the right word, but really like fully realizing that like being queer is like a part of who I am has made me like a de facto like resource for her to ask a bunch of questions like, oh, my student said this thing like the other day. Oh, my student like identifies this way. Like, what does this mean? How do I approach the situation? Like stuff like that. And at first I was like super happy to answer. I was glad that she was like recognizing that this is a base of knowledge that I have that she doesn't, you know, she, I don't know. It's like, like she would treat people weirdly anyway, but like it, she just wanted to know more, you know, like over time I got like a little tired of it because she would tell me like being queer is like kind of your whole thing now. It's your whole, like, like I don't want this to be like all you do with your life. I don't want this to be all you are. And I had to remind her like, Hey, this is all you ever ask me about now so like I have I have other things going on like in my life but also I'm 19 I'm experiencing like emergency community for the first time in my life like yeah it's a big part of who I am but I fully recognize it's not like my whole thing so on a similar like note I'm still very glad that she asked me questions but I have to be really conscious of my own like okay I don't want to have this conversation with you right now please google it and then ask me the question because I want her to Google it. I do. But I also don't want her to read something off of like BuzzFeed and then have that be her whole working definition because nothing yeah. outside of a conversation is ever nuanced enough, you know? So like That's for me true. personally, yeah. I have, I like, as I just told you, like my pronouns are they, them, but I've always tacked on the she to the end just so that other people don't feel weird if they misgender me. And I also misgender myself all the time. Like we are still... We are still getting through it, you know, like, I definitely prefer yes. they them theirs. Well, so like, the she is there just because like, there's so many people kind of like remnant in my life, my parents included, that will still refer to me as that. And I don't know if they'll be receptive or remember if I tell them. So I think like, that's kind of like a really long winded way to say like, yes, and <laughs> to everything we just said, in a way, <laughs> like, yes, it's hard to understand yeah, yeah. like when you should come out. But I think the thing to take away about it is that like you ought to like ultimately have to do what's good for you and altering yourself or altering the amount of out that you are in different situations is in no way invalidating of who you actually are that's what i got oh no absolutely mic drop <laughs> mic drop true oh, yeah. like the best part of coming out is that it should be up to you and you should be able to like if you want to be out and go and find community you can definitely do that you can also choose not to be out and still find that community and just like let them know, hey, I may or may not be a part of this community, but I definitely like am here to, you know, find friends, find family if I can. But I think the reverse of that or like the opposite of that is when you aren't given that choice, you're like forcibly outed, then you've got to deal with a whole different set of consequences. You've got to almost be reflexive in your response to what's going on. And I think that's really that almost pushed me a little bit more to come out because realizing if I'm not the one to do it, then someone else might. That was kind of scary to me. So I fully was like, nope, I'm going to avoid that if I can. I think also speaking on Chosen Family, yeah, Chosen Family is beautiful. I think too, I feel like what a lot of people do is when you come out in any way, you like you search for community. First of all, it might take time. It might take time to find your chosen family. Don't feel like, don't be like me with my like trauma and like low self-esteem and stuff being like, everyone hates me. Like, this is horrible. Yeah, don't do that. We don't hate you, Joey. We love you, Marker. You're so great. 
um, uh, in my TikTok and find your chosen family. Also, when you have it, remember, like, just like your regular family, if your chosen family, there's an issue with them, address it. I feel like at times, like, I don't know about y'all, but I've had it where it's like, I have these people, one, they might not be the best for me, but I feel like, you know, they're part of my chosen family, and I put so much time into them, we just, like, keep on going, but I think it's just, like, you have to realize, like, being out also means that you have to make the active choice to, like, make sure you're okay, and do what's actively best for you, like, maybe, like, again, not everyone has the full capacity to call their family, like, if you have to set boundaries, if you can do that, also, not only with family, but just, like, friends, with people who might not understand you the way you need to, that's valid, and it, it probably will suck and hurt, but, like, oh, in the end, it'll be best for what's going on for you. I think, kind of going off of that, I think about how, like, especially during COVID, I feel like the importance of, like, chosen family is even more so, just because I think about, like, folks from the community who don't have supportive caring loving environments to go to and to quarantine in I feel like that's something that I'm like not seeing enough like conversation around which I feel like just yeah just makes the need for chosen family even more important and the need to like protect yourself and preserve your energy and well-being even more important oh no definitely I think it's like of course now we're not in person we're all speaking virtually but we still feel the impact of like the university experience in general and like oftentimes you will hear that different spaces are aren't made for you uh so like the general environment around university at least this one i came in and was lucky enough to find a space that made me feel you know welcomed and affirmed and everything like that but not everyone gets that opportunity and i think that's really kind of a scary thing to consider because i don't really know where i would be at without my chosen family like i very much consider most of the community here, especially y'all, like y'all are fully like within my chosen Aww. family. You'll, you've, you're at least at the Aww. level of cousins. You might <laughs> Thank move you. up That's soon. That's an honor. You'll get there. <laughs> you can, you know what, Joey? I'll get you a shirt. Oh there you go. I'll get you a oh, shirt. Yeah, Just tell I me what size you are. We need like <laughs> family reunion. <laughs> like those annoying oh families gosh. that go to Disneyland. We yeah. Those. Marco's yes. chosen family. Okay, I'll get on it. I'm done. It's ready. And <laughs> thank you. MCF. My chemical romance. True, there you go. So I said F. There's oh, wait, that's an that's R. A, that's an R at the end. Man My Crush Monday. Romance. That's what I was thinking. You you are the UMCM. <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I think something we've all talked about, chosen family, has been the most helpful thing that I have found, especially in navigating spaces that like were not inherently made for me. But if you can't find a chosen family in person, it's like right now, it's kind of hard. There's always like online. Discord, I'm thinking YouTube, like creators, even if you can't talk to them, just their presence sometimes is enough. Like I fully watched LGBTQ content creators on like Twitch and YouTube and things like that. And I felt well represented and comfortable just having someone there that I knew was going through a similar experience and yet was still like thriving or at least surviving. I think that was great for me. I have a question going off of what Marco said. I'm, I'm just curious, like what does chosen family mean to y'all? I'm crying. <laughs> oh, Joey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's very much the mood. Um, I will describe it kind of like my chosen family is people that have made the active choice 
to be like supportive or kind in a way that has facilitated like my growth, like feeling welcoming, feeling affirming, things like that. When I think about chosen family, I think about that thing. This is a very like dad thing to say, but like you can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family, you know, where like your like many people's like what's considered like biological family or like a, your like first family that you're like born into or like raised with. Mm-hmm. You can't necessarily choose the relationships that you have because it's a situation that you were pretty much like brought into without your own consent and for a lot of people like that works out fine obviously the queer identity can definitely like complicate that for a lot of people because society is not like perfect we live in a society Mm um we do but i think um chosen family is like kind of the exception to that saying where you can you do have a say over who you hold close to you and who is your like immediate social network your immediate family you you get to pick and as difficult as it is when you're considering like is this person a member of my family anymore the fact is is that you have that choice and that you have the agency in deciding like who you want to grow with and who who you want to affect and who you want to be affected by where like your parents and your siblings and your cousins or whatever you may or may not have it's not as easy and choice to make and it's definitely not as like common so to me my chosen family are not only like just people I consider to be my best friends but people that I know that I can be my full self in front of without judgment in many different phases that's the key thing for me is that I can experiment with different things I can try different identities out and see what works I can try different like forms of being and not have anyone point a finger at me and tell me that I'm being inconsistent or that I'm like just like being dramatic or doing too much. Like there's people who will understand that being yourself is a journey and that they get to be there while I do that. So I think that's what it means to me. Yeah, I think you really spoke to well. And I, I think, you know, as like a queer person of color, I've had to like edit myself since I was young. And also just like being who I am as a person. I've like, all, like always had to like edit like, Looking back again, like therapy, fucking therapy is great, y'all. Like looking back, I just realized, like, oh, like in so many relationships, I would, I would like change the way I talk or act because I want to be pleasing to the other person. So I think, like, my realization with chosen family was like, oh, like my chosen family are the people who, like, like Julia said, like I can act just like me, and they will like support me and still love me. And also, like, I know it's so cliche and kind of cringy, but the whole thing of like, you know. If you can't take me at my worst, you don't get me at my best, kind of like that. Like, cause yeah, like I mean, it's true. I think you know. I think I'm a very positive, happy person, but I also have a lot of shit, and I also go through a lot. And so that's what I'm raising now with my member of my chosen family of like, not only do they have to accept me, but like, I feel like, and I know some people just emotionally like are have very different emotions as as you, but like a core thing for me is like, I need to know that if I'm going through stuff you will care about me or you will like, you will actually care about how I'm doing and you will care about if I feel better, which again, like I know my ass, uh, it might be asking a lot from someone with it, but that's why like I consider like, cause I think also cause I'm lucky enough. I've gotten that from chosen family. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so lucky that I have people in my life who I know, like the minute I text them saying, Oh, like I'm feeling terrible. They will like call me or just like text me back saying, what do you need? Like I'm here for you. 
So I think like I kind of have a high criteria for chosen family of like like if you like I will accept you wholly if you accept me wholly and I will love you forever. I think there's definitely something to say there about like your chosen family loving you without expectations for exactly. what they want yeah. you to be. You know, exactly. they will exactly. love you now. Mm-hmm. They will love the person that you are, but they don't necessarily want to have a say over what you are becoming. And I think that that's a huge difference for people from their like first families to their chosen families. Exactly. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like for me, like being in the presence of my chosen family brings me so much like warmth and joy that I can't even like describe. Like it's, it's like emotions and like, a feeling that I've never had with any other like any other group of people or individual where I feel so like seen and reaffirmed and knowing that I come in without judgment or without like you said without expectation that I'm open to just being myself and freely living the way I want and knowing that like they're at my side ready to support me and whatever and however I choose to uh, identify present myself that like I am whole and seen and valuable i think in that case the real important thing to consider is when we're talking about like being out and all the like different aspects of that the main thing that we all kind of get to other than like chosen family is choice so we get to choose to come out we choose who's our who's in our chosen family uh we then choose when to come out to them how many times come out to them uh, when or what context, all those different things. But ultimately, it is up to the person and whatever is best for them and not, you know, what's best for society or what's best for their chosen family, their friends, their biological family. So I think this conversation is definitely not over. There's a lot of different routes that you can take in college and there's different ways to be out. There's different types of being out. There's definitely different experiences being out. So for this episode, I think we'll leave it off here. But if you want to continue learning about different spaces and how to be out in different spaces and what it's like being out in different spaces, please be sure to check out our next episode where we talk a little bit more about being out in different spaces. We hope to see you there. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.